Welcome to the Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. We're so excited as we discuss what it looks like to live the radical Christian life, following Jesus no matter the call, no matter the cost. Yeah, so let's get to it. We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you an inspirational message from Doug and Paula. How's that for an opening? What we want to do is uh, bring you uh, some messages over the next couple of weeks. We're going to intersperse them with some other podcasts that we're doing, but we want to bring out uh, every once in a while some messages that have affected our life. Mm. And this is a message we heard years ago. I remember when I heard it and I brought it to you and I was just so pumped about it. In fact, I think you said when you read your Bible, you saw some of the notes in your Bible that came from this sermon. Yeah. And and in this world that's so depressed and so down and everything, Thing we thought, huh? Let's let's inspire the listeners sometimes to to see the good of what God is doing and has done and is continues to do and message that will get you hopefully ready to run through a wall for Jesus <laughs> or, or what we that. say in the radical Christian life, living fully devoted to Jesus, no matter the call or no matter the cost. And these are one of those sermons that can mm. do that. So, uh, yes, of course you can go listen to the sermon, but a lot of you would probably not. So we're going <laughs> to distill it for you and interact with you. It has it. some old time language in oh. it. It was probably from the 70s, maybe, 80s, I'm not yes. sure. But um, what we love is that there were men of, yes, there were men of God back then. There were yeah. women of God who influenced great amounts, thousands of people. So if sometimes, you know, we would use like up-to-date names that you would get, you know, yeah. I'm not going to say them because, yeah. you know, oh yeah, I know this one or I know that one. But this man's name was Adrian Rogers, and he was the pastor of Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis for many, many years, a very, very famous, famous pastor. Yeah. Everybody in the 70s and 80s knew that name. If they were anyone in evangelical circles yeah. knew that name. Great preacher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That voice. He, yeah, just listen, Google and listen to just to hear his voice. Uh, sometimes yeah. I get jealous when my voice squeaks when I'm <laughs> preaching and he had that good, that deep. <laughs> does have Baritone a great voice. voice. Yeah. And you can even find this sermon online. It's called Give Me This Mountain um, in, on his website. It's called Love Worth Finding. But we figured you weren't going to listen to it. <laughs> so we're going to give you a summation of it because we think it's great. Yeah, it, it, it really it really is a good message. And uh, we're going to read it out of the... In, <laughs> in honor of uh, Pastor Rogers, we'll read it out of the New King James. Now, he read it out of the King James back in the day when I heard Which it. Which is probably why you won't listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, we'll update it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but uh, they should listen to it. But it's, it's about it. the life of Caleb. And if you have never heard that name before, I think in churches, sometimes we kind of can get stuck in hearing the same stories or same names. There's so many incredible people in the Bible that we don't always talk about, and this is a great one, and it's Caleb. Yes, so let us let me set the context before you read it. If you remember the story in the book of Numbers when the children of Israel were ready to go into the promised land after they'd been given the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, and they were ready to go into the land, uh, Moses sent out spies to spy out the land, and they sent out the spies, and when they came back, only two spies said, yes, it's beautiful. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. Let's go and take it. Mm. That was Joshua and Caleb, mm -hmm. and all the rest of the spies, the other 10 were like, no, there's giants in the land. It, they have chariots. It's, it's, we can't go. They were afraid. They convinced the people to be afraid, and because of that, uh, God did not let him go into the promised land, mm. except he promised and let Joshua and Caleb live. Everyone else wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. But Joshua and Caleb, because of their faith, which is right there is a whole message, because of their <laughs> yeah. faith, 
So they went, and then we know Moses died, but then Joshua led the people into the promised land, which I want to stop for a second and think about this. So we say Joshua is a type and shadow of Jesus, because mm. Joshua led the people into the promised land, right? Jesus yes. leads us into the promised land. Jesus's name is actually Joshua. It is, <laughs> it is. Which means God is my salvation. Yeah, if you did not know that, that's a great trivia question to ask people. Most people think that was written, I always love to ask, what was written on Jesus' birth certificate? <laughs> Most people say Jesus. I said, yeah. no, it's Joshua ben Yusuf, ben Joseph, Joshua ben Joseph, Yeshua, Yeshua, Jehovah saves, Yahweh Mm -hmm. saves. So obviously it's clear that Joshua is a type and shadow of Jesus. Mm. Now the question is, is Caleb a type and shadow of him? Mm. And I would say, yes, I think he could represent us very well because Joshua wins the victory, Mm. but then Caleb gets the, the spoils, gets the wins the battles, the little battles, and, mm-hmm. and has that because of the greater victory by the leader, Joshua. So mm-hmm. we could, uh, yeah. So if wow. you want to get into typology there, how many of you want to get into <laughs> typology today? Actually, but, I love typology. It's, it is. It's what types, awesome. What is typology, Paul? <laughs> just throwing this word around. <laughs> and somebody's just like, what are they talking about? Okay, yeah, I yeah, know. typology. When, go ahead. No, I like to listen to you. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about this, so no. we'll see if I get it right. Yeah. It's when the Bible uses people from the Bible to show spiritual significance of another person. A lot of times it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about John the Baptist yeah. being a forerunner, a type of shadow of Jesus. Yeah. There are others. Yeah. So yeah. that's basically it. Yeah. So uh, that's why they even thought when Jesus was saying, who do people say the son of man is? They mm. were saying John the Baptist. They thought they, mm-hmm. John the Baptist was a forerunner. He was a forerunner, but they thought he was a type and shadow. But yeah, in the Old Testament, King David obviously mm. is a type and shadow. Joseph, Joseph's the only person. There's no real negative things said about him mm. and how he, you know, suffered but then he led the people and so there's all sorts of fun now you can go crazy with this and like everything's jesus and all that so but um, joshua clearly is we'll have fun with caleb right now so that's the context now we're coming to joshua they've been winning the taking the land and we come to this great passage in joshua chapter 14 starting in verse 6 you want to read it for us i do then the children of judah came to joshua and gilgal and caleb the son of jephunneh the kezite said to him You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am, 85 years old. As yet, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, going for, both for going out and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day, for you heard in that day how the Anakim were there, 
and that the cities were great and they were fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kesanite, to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. That is great. Wow, was that a mouthful. (laughs) But I'm over here laughing, okay? Because, so here's one of the things that's not on the podcast, the readers don't get to hear. So every morning when we're doing our devotions, I'm on one side, I'm over on, you're on the other side. We don't actually see each other, but but I'll hear you every once in a while because you love to do word studies and you're Mm. always pulling up words and sayings and things from the Old Testament. And you sounded like an Old Testament scholar there. That was really funny. (laughs) Most people say, how did you even say it? Kadesh Barnea. (laughs) Kadesh Barnea is how most English speakers, you said it to Hebrew. Oh, did I really? Because I know you're always listening to the Hebrew. And so that's, um, actually, you should just quit your job and go go learn (laughs) Greek and Hebrew and go sit (laughs) off in a monastery somewhere. I think you would love that. So I just even the way you were saying everything. I like that. That's (laughs) funny. That's really great. (laughs) Shows you're a woman who studies the word. So that's really Mm -hmm. good. Okay, let's get into Caleb. I learned four things from Adrian Rogers that literally rocked my world. Mm. I've I've stolen this message. <laughs> Didn't steal it. I obviously give it to him. I've never tried. That's actually not funny because there are pastors who break copyright laws and try to pass off sermons as their own. No, this yeah. I've, I've let me speak it. into that. Just give yeah. the person credit. That's exactly what That's I, all do. You have I to said. Do. Listen, I yeah. heard this great sermon by this guy, and yep. I'm taking it and uh, using it. To, don't use his illustrations. Now that's just weird. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, when I was walking with my wife, no, it was him walking with his wife. <laughs> you can't yeah, say that. Yeah. But the four points, that's what I'm trying to get at here. I use yes. these four principles all the time. And the reason I want to we want to talk about this today is because we just realized, I mean, this this is really a sad time in America. We are, I mean, the inflation is running high. We just, you know, mass shootings were just a while ago. Uh, yeah. There's just so much despair. and There, there you know, is I, so many hard things. In fact, I just saw on my YouTube, that's the one thing we do have is YouTube, and we would go scrolling through YouTube, and they had a whole section, I guess, like an advertisement thing on mental health and mm. trying to help people with mental health problems now, and it's just such prevalent of people going mm. into depression and suicide. And, that, mm-hmm. and we want to give this talk to help encourage people because... God does not want you to live in the valley. Mm-mm. I mean, uh, we actually we were just with a great uh, pastor. Shout out to Pastor Matt Blair, if you're listening, uh, from Radiant Church. I was with him, and he, we were talking about people walking through the valley of the shadow of death, and he made mm-hmm. sure that the person understood, you walk through the valley. Yeah. You don't encamp there. Yes. I love that. But I think we- the word he used, and I loved it. Sorry, Matt, I'm going to steal it, but I'll give you the credit. Um, don't pitch your tent there. Yeah. I remember when we said that, I was like, that's so good. Yeah, and so many people are pinching. <laughs> There's a famous, do you know that? There's a famous uh, fail by a pastor who was trying to say pitches. <laughs> he said pinched her. Okay, just leave it. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. No, don't go there. <laughs> he's red. You guys can't see him, but he's red. Don't Google so, that. Don't it's pitch funny. your tent in the valley. Yeah. Come back to me, Doug. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> uh, I don't think I could do this now. Okay, yeah, we're not cutting. Let's keep going. Yes, yep. but that's true. So, uh, 
that's not how God wants. He lets us go through valleys, but he mm. doesn't want us to stay there. Keep going because we are to go to the mountaintop. We yes. have to have we are to have victory in Jesus' name. Mm. And, you know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. These verses, you know, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory in our Lord yes. Jesus Christ. And so this is what this passage is about. It mm. helps inspire us. If we look at Caleb, who won victories, yeah. who won battles, and and he went to the mountaintop. <laughs> Actually, give me this mountain is the name of the title that comes from uh, there in that, that section you just read. Mm. So four things that we learn from Caleb in this that helped him have the victory mm-hmm. that we can learn so we can have the victory. Because, as I love to say, Jesus did not die on the cross. I stole this from somebody else, so there he goes. <laughs> Give him credit to another preacher. Jesus did die on the cross so we could be broke, busted, and disgusted. Yeah. So here we go. Very first thing, principle, these are the four C's because he is a good Baptist preacher. Yeah. He has the four alliterations or whatever, not it. alliterations, I don't know, but four C's. Yeah. Josh, uh, Caleb was a man of character, the mm. very first thing. And if you go back and you, uh, if you want to study this on your own, but if you just listen again, in verse uh, 8, Joshua 14 and verse 8, uh, Caleb says that, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. Then mm. he goes on and uh, says, when Moses Moses swore on that day, saying, "Yeah, he said it of Caleb, didn't he? Yeah, you wholly because you have the fully, Lord. yeah, exactly." Yeah. Then at the very end, when he got Hebron, it says, "Because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel." Mm. Holy, he was devoted. He was a man of character. He wasn't, as I just talked to a guy recently, he didn't have one foot in the boat and one foot in the water. Mm. So many Christians I meet, don't you? I mean, they, they say they want to follow Jesus, yeah. but you just talk to them and you just realize yeah. they have one foot in the Christianity and one foot in the world. I think that's why when we see integrity in the deepest places, it's exciting for us, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. we really realize that person actually has character. Yeah. Like they aren't just saying it about themselves. People recognize it. And for all of us, that's a great lesson. Yeah. And what did we have? We had a great experience today with a, a man in his mid thirties who just, he, man, he has such zeal. And, yeah. wants, and he says, he's, I loved his honesty. And I know you compliment him on his honesty. You're not acting like you know it all. You want to keep learning. You want to keep growing. And, yeah. and, we were so encouraged and inspired because yes. he was wholly committed to the Lord. Yeah. I just want to serve the Lord. I'll do whatever. And he was telling about, I was exhausted hearing some of the things he, <laughs> you know, after hearing all the things he's doing and just wanting to serve the mm. Lord and minister to him. Mm. So uh, that's, that's, um, that's just a powerful thing. Or he uses the illustration. It's a famous one. Uh, I'm sorry. Pastor Rogers uses an illustration that's very famous, but it's one that everyone who's really wanting to be serious to the Lord should should think about. Mm. D.L. Moody, if you don't know who D.L. Moody is, well, you should because he's still known today through his uh, institution. He started Moody Bible Institute. He's known through broadcast Moody Radio. He's known through mm. um, publishing, Moody Publishing. He started all these things way back in the day, and he died in the, I think, 1910s, 1920s. Mm. But he just started off as a shoe, shoe, he was a, a shoe salesman. And then he became a Sunday school teacher and then became a traveling evangelist. But he, he was just, I mean, he was serving the Lord and stuff, but he was in England one day, do, uh, one time doing some evangelistic things. And he heard a man named Henry Varley uh, speak. And then basically it comes down to Moody heard these words, the world has yet to see what God can do with a man fully consecrated to him. And then Moody said, 
by God's help, I'm going to be that man. I aim to be that man. And so Moody got serious and said, I want to be that. And he became that. He totally became a fanatic for the Lord. And if you've never read, he had an encounter with the Lord, a baptism of the Holy Spirit that changed. The power came over him. And then he became D.O. Moody. <laughs> and, and so I love that. Mm. Can, I, can I say that sentence again? Because I love yeah. it. The world has yet to see what God can do with a man or a woman fully consecrated to him. Yeah. I misquoted it, but I'm going, but I love that because we can get hung up on that. Yeah. Can you imagine if we woke up every day and said that? Wow. Well, I do. (laughs) Not every day. I'm not perfect when I'm in my prayer closet, but. But that should be. Well, wait a minute. I'm perfect on my quiet time so far this Mm -hmm. year. And I'll say it braggingly. People are like, oh, that's so arrogant. No, I'm not doing them for you. I don't want to miss my time with the Lord. But my point is, I say in my confession, I have a little confession card. You've ever heard us talk about prayer and that, how Mm -hmm. I pray. And I have on there every day of it, I have on there. I'm going to live the radical Christian life. I say it to the Lord. It's my confession to the Lord. I want to live the radical Christian mm-hmm. life, following Jesus no matter the call, no matter the cost. Mm. So that's my little version of doing it. And yeah. I, I'm not D.L. Moody. Well, it's, well, I just probably lost a lot of rewards in heaven. So <laughs> I'm not trying to say that to you listeners, that I'm D.L. Moody. I'm just saying. Yeah. But I, I realized I needed to have that character like Caleb. Yeah. And so whatever sphere God has placed us in, if yeah. we are that man or woman who is fully consecrated to him, yeah. he will use us. He will. Yeah. So, okay, do a self-test. Do people think you're a little bit fanatical? Do people think you're a little bit too kind of sold out on this Jesus thing and stuff? <laughs> Where it is a badge of honor. Mm. You're always praying. You're always talking about Jesus. You're always out witnessing. You're going to prayer meetings. You go, you know, wear that with a badge of honor. I used to kind of be embarrassed, like, oh, I don't want to be a Jesus freak. Mm. Eh. We used to sing that song in the 90s, yeah. right? Shout out to DC Talk for you listeners who are old enough to remember that. So anyways, so that's one of the first things we have to learn. Are you fully committed to the Lord? Are you a man or woman of character? Caleb was. He was wholly committed, and so should we. Yeah. So should we be. Yeah. We have that example in Jesus himself. Mm. Jesus did the Father's will. He was wholly committed. Yeah. And Paul, Paul fully embraced his calling to be the apostle to the Gentiles. Yeah. Yeah. The so we see the example in our Lord. Always go back and look at Jesus. If you're yeah. thinking of doing anything, if you're thinking of um, uh, changing or do or how to apply Christianity to your life, look at Jesus. Yeah, was Jesus fully committed? Yeah, it says he endured. Hebrews twelve. He endured the cross. He despised this. You know, handled the shame for the joy set for him. He wanted to follow the Lord's will, mm. so he endured those things. So, yeah, yeah, great. So, what's number two? Well, Caleb was a man of confidence. Yeah. And verses 6, 10, and 12 say that that the that he he went before and he and he spoke with confidence, didn't he? No, that's not what that meant. Sorry. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he spoke okay. No, I'm sorry. Okay, what were you saying there? This is our that Walk he spoke out the promises of God. Yeah, okay. Yeah, confidence. Yeah, the way you said he had confidence. confidence in the word of God. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was fun. No. That's <laughs> so fine. we have our dialogue clarification. Yeah. Cause yes. what I heard, what I heard was, yeah, he like, he just spoke confidently. Like all these people, <laughs> you see all these memes now and these things, you know, d- new agers are saying yeah. it, you know, pagans are saying, you know, yeah. just declare, make declarations and all that. And no, he had confidence. 
but it was confidence in the word of God. Yes, you know, Yeah, verse 6, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses. He knew the promises of God. And then, yeah, verse 10, now behold, the Lord has kept me alive as he said. God yes. made a promise to a, uh, Caleb, and he held on to the promises. Yeah. The Lord it's s- almost like you reminded God of this. Yes. Like, hey, in case you forgot, <laughs> yeah. this is what you said. Yeah, and if you've um, never read Google this if you want, Arwen Geshwin's um, School of Prayer. Uh, Geshwin, I'm doing this off the top of my head, G-E-S-S-W-E-I-N, his School of Prayer. And when he talks about learn to plead the promises of God, that's the other thing. Just Google learn to plead the promises of God. And it's a great article and changed our lives on praying. And that's what Caleb did. He had confidence, not in himself, you know, that silly stuff. Look in yourself. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. You can't even figure out if your clothes look good today or not. You're not even confident in your clothes match. How are you going to have confidence in life-changing things? Why don't I stress have- out if it's a bad hair day. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could probably <laughs> You're really work look at yourself, confidence in yourself. No, let's have confidence in the Lord. And yeah. that'll give you confidence. Yes. Because we're following him. Mm. And that's what Caleb did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and he that's where when he went in to spy out the land, the majority was against it. They didn't believe the promise that God was going to give them the land. Mm. And, you know, Caleb's like, oh, these giants look like pipsqueaks in my eyes because <laughs> I see them through God's promises. And all yeah. the people are like, oh, I'm afraid, which is a great lesson. Usually the majority's wrong. Yeah. yeah. I As you were saying that, I was just thinking there's a lesson in this, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I love what <laughs> Pastor Roger says. He goes, when Caleb went to take the land, he had a sword in one hand and a title deed in the other. <laughs> Isn't that good? That is good. Yeah, that's confidence. And you, when yeah. you're going to try and take something, uh, territory the Lord's, tr- you know, Satan's trying to steal from you, your family, mm. your marriage, you know, finances, these areas where Satan's going to try and steal your joy and stuff. What are God's promises? Yeah. What do you have confidence in them? Yeah. You know, well, maybe. No, that's not confidence. Well, I think it, you know, I love to ask people. I love to ask the basic one. I just asked the guy recently. If you die, are you going to heaven? Mm. Well, I hope so. Hmm. That's not real assurance. Mm. I guess maybe Jesus died on the cross. Mm. Did Jesus die on the cross for your sins? Did he take all your sins away? Have you yeah. placed your faith in him? Is yeah. he rose from the dead to prove what he who he is and what he said happened? Mm-hmm. Well then where's your confidence? I'm not arrogant. I'm going to heaven because of me. I'm I'm confident because of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good sermon. Yeah, right there. it yeah. is. <laughs> I love also what he says. A pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. Mm. Yeah. You know, what, what's your confidence I like in? That. If you have confidence in the Word of God, then there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no discouragement. Yeah. And uh, and it depends on what do you believe. He also tells a story. I use this all the time. Now, he told the condensed version. I'll read the, the version that I went and found then after hearing the sermon and looked it up. This was back in the day, too. I looked this up, found this in um, before Google search. <laughs> you want to read it? Actually, it's a good one you can read. Okay. A shoe company sent a veteran salesman in the early days to Africa. After a short while, recording only a few sales, he wrote back saying he was coming home. When asked why, he said that the people in Africa didn't wear shoes and there was little prospect for sales. He returned, but the company decided to try again. This time, they decided to send a young, enthusiastic new salesman who did not know of the earlier salesman's failure. After one week, the company received a cable. Start the shipping. We have a whole continent of people who need shoes. 
<laughs> I love that story. <laughs> I, it's the power of perspective. Oh, that's a sermon oh, we're going to do coming up too, right? Yes. I think we're going to do that in a couple of weeks, uh, the power of a proper perspective. and that. But that's it. I mean, how do you look? Oh, our situation really so is. bad. Or man, yeah. this is a situation. We're going to claim the promise of God and see victory. Mm. See victory like Caleb saw victory. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Caleb was a man of character. Caleb was a man of confidence. And then Caleb was a man of courage. Courage. Yes, <laughs> that's right. He Stand was. To see. Uh, I'll get this one right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so when you look, when you go back and study the passage, you'll see he was, he had the courage. He wanted to go take the mountain. Yeah. I love what he says. Now this, he, he makes us look like a spring chicken. You know, yeah. we're in our late fifties. Yeah, and, when he and, says he's eighty-five. Yeah, and sometimes you know we're we're getting to that point. Where we're going out to dinner at five o'clock, like hey. we did last night, <laughs> and we go to bed at nine thirty. Yeah. And okay. talk about our health problems. <laughs> you know, we're thinking, oh wow, maybe we're too old for ministry. Let's leave it for the young people. I have never said that. No, ever. we're never going to say that. <laughs> I love what he says. He's eighty-five years old, and here I am, and he's I'm as strong today as I was. I'm ready to go. He had mm. courage. I'm going to go fight and i'm gonna take this one you would think at 86 you're saying uh 85 85 sorry yeah Yeah, he was just a spring chicken 85 (laughs) yeah Yeah. he wasn't gonna give up he wasn't gonna stop he had courage to go and fight and take the mountain because and he and where did his courage come from in his character and his confidence in god's word yeah and i just love that and we see that in jesus jesus was courageous and I sh- we should have Jesus had confidence in God's word. He trusted the word of God. That's why he, he was did. quoting the scriptures. Yes. It's his word, right? <laughs> He's, yeah. 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 So technically, yes. yes. But, yeah. <laughs> but he showed us the confidence in the word when he faced down temptation, when he was refuting the Pharisees. Yes. We've talked about that on previous podcasts. Yeah. And he that's showed how, courage. That's how Jesus fought Satan. Yeah. Do you think Jesus was courageous? I do. Yeah. So yes. Well, thank to you. To go for, to the cross. <laughs> thank you for that one word. Answer. Yes. <laughs> Affirmation. Yes. Um, you know, when you think about that, he knew what he was going to face. Not all of us know that. You know, some of us have a bad diagnosis that we're dealing with, or whatever that looks like. But Jesus knew exactly. Yeah, the it was suffering Jesus. he was going to yeah. face. And it even says in Hebrews twelve two, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Yeah. So he, yes, he was a man of courage. Yeah. Yeah, so, to face So that. was Paul. I love the Apostle Paul. I have this passage I here. I, I just been dying to read. I love this passage out of Acts, 19, uh, Acts 14, 19 to 21. Listen to this. But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having won over the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, thinking that he was dead. But while the disciples stood around him, he got up and entered the city. The next day he left with Barnabas for Derby. And after they had preached the gospel to that city, then it goes on. After he preached the gospel. Wow. If I'm stoned, I think I'm going to take some time off. Yeah. I need a sabbatical. <laughs> yeah. Give me six months. I'm going yeah. to. Yeah. If somebody's thinking city. I was dead yeah. and then he gets up. Yeah, he was. That is awesome. I yeah. just love the courage. Uh, if you're ever discouraged, pick up Fox's Book of Martyrs mm. or Pick up, actually, we mentioned it earlier, Jesus Freaks. Yeah, yeah. That, that was put together by DC Talk of modern-day martyrs, yeah. people who have courage to stand for the faith. And, oh, man, that reminds us. We watched that movie the other night. Uh, <laughs> it was a rough movie. It was a rough because it was showing how... It was a great movie and it was a rough movie. Yeah. It was called Silence. Yeah. Um, yeah, Liam Neeson. a couple it's of a, years ago. Yeah. Maybe if four you want to have your faith checked, uh, I'm not sure we could recommend it, 
but yeah. it, but it, but it, it talks it, about the early missionaries to Japan sure. in what the fifteenth century. Fifteenth century, yeah. Um, but Jesuits, the Jesuits, the Jesuits. Winter. It's okay. It's made by what I think is a non-believer, yeah. so it has a different viewpoint on it. But it, it, the whole idea is that that God was silent. Yeah, and the irony of this is the missionaries were sent were silent actually yeah. yeah so in not proclaiming the power and the confidence we have in god's yeah. word they didn't mention god's word at yeah. all it was rituals yeah um from that period but the courageous of the people was great courage, but the ones who yeah. didn't it always makes you sad when the ones who don't have courage to stand up for jesus and apostatize or fall away yeah but the ones who stood strong oh my goodness the courage and that the they thousands had, of believers knowing, in that day. yeah your yeah. family was going to suffer you were going to suffer the village was going to suffer but yet you were not going to step on Jesus. That's the way to desecrate the cross or the image of Jesus. Uh, that, that, that is inspiring. So people who inspire. So anyways, yeah, it was kind of a weird rabbit trail. On that <laughs> it, <movie>. was. <laughs> it was okay. Let me tell you guys, it is the worst movie for date night. <laughs> I, it was, mean, I don't even think you gave me a kiss goodnight. I, <laughs> I was like, like depressed <laughs> afterwards. I was like, oh my goodness. I, okay, I remember during the one part where they, they did, they desecrated the, the image of Christ. I kept yelling. I was yelling at the TV. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. And yeah, we we're off topic. Yes, but there we, we go. So, um, but men and women who have courage. Yeah. Because I, I love what Dave, I heard, I heard a, talk once by david cummins a wycliffe missionary mm-hmm. and he said uh i don't recall anyone who has done anything worthy of remembering who was comfortable mm-hmm. i think he attributed it to jefferson but i couldn't find it by jefferson so i'm giving mm-hmm. him the credit so but but basically i would say and he was talking in the context of christians missionaries missionaries who nobody knows they feel like yeah. they're failures and stuff their face will never be on yeah. an instagram and they're, post and they're so uncomfortable in the way they live life yeah. is just hard and yet that's um, that's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. So, yeah. so Caleb was a man of character. I hope we're men and women of character. Mm. Caleb was a man of confidence in God's word. I hope we're confident in God's word. Mm. Caleb was a man of courage. I hope we're a man and a woman of courage. Mm. And then last, Caleb was a man of conquest. Mm. Give me this mountain. Some of your mm. translations will say, "Give me this hill country," and I like nah. that doesn't. No, no, no. Give me this hill country. No. <laughs> yeah. Give me this mount. That's why I use the King James uh, yeah. right there because it's, the wording's great in there. Mm. Same idea, right? Yep. Yeah. And Caleb got the mountain. Yeah. Caleb got Hebron, and that's uh, actually you said Hebron. I think that's right. You he you, your Jewish pronunciation is very. Good. <laughs> I say Hebron is almost probably not right, but that's okay. But that is just so powerful. Mm. The victory comes when you have character and confidence and courage, and then you get the conquest. You see the victory, but I'm not seeing the victory. But hold on to the three things that you can hold on to, and let God give you the victory. I mean, make sure it's something. Now, if you can find in the Bible where it says, "Well, God promised me the Lexus SUV." I don't know, or the Jaguar, you know, or God promised. I'm not sure you can find that confidence mm. in the word of God. Mm. But when God said that he will hear my cries, yeah, you can know he hears your cry. And he's going to give you what's best. He'll mm. give you the car that you need. Because the focus was spiritual. Yeah. Yes. Wasn't it? Yes, it, it was. Well, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Was it? This is a, a literal mountain. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is something physical and tangible. You're right. So I would say God's going to give you a car. If you need a car, now, if you're asking for one that might not be the best for you, he'll Mm. give you what you need, 
Not necessarily Ooh. what you want, but he will give you what you want if you're asking according to his will. Wow, we're getting to the <laughs> prayer, and we have a podcast on that, and praying God's will and stuff. So We always deviate. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, we hope this is inspiring because Caleb got the victory. We've seen so many victories when we focused on the first three C's, praying and believing for that fourth C. Yeah. You know, we're not like, God bless me, God bless me. No, don't do that. Mm. Pray in specifics. God, we need this amount of money to pay this bill. Mm-hmm. Lord, we, we are trying to be frugal with our money and we need the help. Lord, our, my child is walked away from the Lord. And, mm. You know, I just was praying for that. Somebody in, in when I was overseas and, and they literally, I told them, cling to the promise. God will hear you. Yes. You focus on the Lord. That's why I say you focus on the Lord. And he'll give you the desires of your heart, and your heart mm. is for your child to come back. So believe in mm. the conquest. Believe in the victory in the mountain being given. But you focus on the three things that you can't control. Yeah, yeah. Got a little preachy That's there. Good. That all preach. I'm already run through a wall for Jesus. <laughs> Let me end with this song. Can I, you want me to read it? So. You're going to sing? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. no. I don't even know how the song, the tune goes. <laughs> But Adrian Rogers uh, said this song. He didn't sing it either. He read it and uh, <laughs> okay. with his deep baritone You're reading voice, the lyrics he read it. to a yes. song. Okay, great. Uh, I saw the giant of prayerlessness upon the mountain high. He laughed so hard at my unbended knee. No longer in the wilderness I'll stay, and so I cry. I want that mountain. It belongs to me. There was a giant of laziness who said I would not go and witness for the one who set me free. I'll go out from the wilderness. I'll witness now I know. I want that mountain. It belongs to me. One faithless giant upon the crest of Hebron's lofty height has vowed that he's the one to make me flee. I'll climb out from the wilderness and trust Jehovah's might. because I want that mountain. It belongs to me. Let every giant of distress and unbelief and sin get ready now to vacate. For you see... I've come from I've come from out of the wilderness. I know I'm going to win. I want that mountain. It belongs to me. Then the chorus goes, I want that mountain. I want that mountain where milk and honey flow, where the grace of Eshcol grow. I want that mountain. I want that mountain. The mountain the Lord has given me. Thanks for listening to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. I think it's at this time we're supposed to do some pitch like hit the subscribe button or donate. But we just want to say, do what you want. We trust way more in the sovereignty of God than in the Christian industrial marketing complex. You just keep living radical for Jesus, and so will we. And let's watch how he blesses us all. We'll see you next time.